Hey, welcome to Life in the Leadership Lane. I'm your host, Bruce Waller, where I get to talk to leaders that are making a difference in the workplace and in our communities. What did they do to get started and what are they doing to stay there? And here we are, season three, and you are in for a treat today because I have Wendy Hatchell on the show today. She's the Vice President of Human Resources at McCarthy Building Companies. Wendy, oh my goodness, I'm so excited to have you on the show. How are you doing? Thanks. I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. So, you know, I always like to start the show out reflecting on when I met my guest or when you came into my path. For you, I might have met you earlier, but the time I remember was in 2021. You were asked to come and speak on a panel at Dallas HR. You were talking about getting back to the future. I think everybody was trying to figure out how do we get back to this, this new world of work. And you were on with, I think it was uh, Sid at uh, Cinemark, I believe, and Ariel at the Rug Doctor. Do you remember that? That's right. That? Yeah, absolutely. That was a great group of people. Yeah. What'd you think about that event? I mean, was that the, that's probably the first time you got out and spoke as well after a while, right? It was, it was, it's nice to be in person again with everyone. I think everyone was just legitimately happy to be in the presence of other human beings. I will agree with that 100% sure. I remember uh, leaving there thinking, oh my goodness, we are actually back meeting again. Yeah. And so we're headed in the right direction. And Felt so good. ever since then, I just remember you, you just brought incredible energy that day. Of Thank course, you. you brought great ideas and strategy and all of that, but your energy was off the charts. And I thought, you know what? I need to get her on the show. So I'm, I'm glad you're on the show today. Hey, before we, uh, before we jump into uh, all things leadership, and I really am looking forward to learning from you today, I, I would love to ask you if you would just share just a highlight of, of McCarthy Building Companies and, and how you serve your customers. Yeah, thanks for asking. So we are a national general contractor. Um, we're actually one of the largest uh, healthcare builders in the United States. And uh, here in Dallas, we've got a lot of cool projects, but we uh, I represent the Southern region. So everything from Texas all the way, we swing over to Georgia and anything that happens in between, uh, we do it all. Uh, we do hospital builds. We uh, work in the port of Houston. We do a lot on the uh, for the ports. We do a lot of marine dock rehab, container yards, um, all kinds of things. And so we're out there in the community. We're making a difference. And um, we like to really uh, leave our mark in the communities that we're building in. I love whenever you say you're making a difference. I mean, I just like, I just feel good when someone says, hey, I'm working for a company that is really making a difference. I, I love that. Um, and and of course, you know, when I hear you talk about all of the things you're doing and, and a part of, especially when it comes to healthcare, just yeah. the last few years has been big, right? It's been a wild ride. I mean, it, it's really great that the healthcare industry hasn't slowed down in terms of building. It's only getting larger and um, we do everything. But we were down at Parkland just recently building a, a breast cancer uh, center. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing. And so we're, we're, we're proud to do that work. I love that. I love that. Well, I, I, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to talking leadership with you here, but I always like to ask my guests just to kind of let's, I always like to say, let's look back to look forward. Right. I would love to hear the Wendy Hatchell story. Like where did you grow up and how in the world did you get into HR and, and leadership? You know, it was a happy accident. I think, <laughs> uh, I grew up, I say in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania, small mm. little town called Tunkhannock. Um, barely on the map. A lot of times I have to say I grew up uh, just northeast uh, 
of Scranton, Pennsylvania, because that seems to be a place that everyone remembers from the office. Um, <laughs> you know, I never really knew what I was going to do. So I applied to Penn State University, which was the biggest school that I could find that I thought I could convince my parents to let me attend. Uh, so sure enough, I applied. The uh, congratulatory letter came in the mail. And my dad said, want to tell me about this? <laughs> and I went for it. And I had the best four years of my life there. Um, and again, after school, had no idea what I was going to do. Uh, it was a little bit of a mystery. So I did everything from bartend. Uh, I was a, a live-in nanny. I ran an after-school program at a Jewish community center and just kind of thought that something will come to me. It will happen at some point. And I went back to a, um, a Penn State football game and I sat next to this really kind woman and, you know, she asked me, what do you do for a living? And I told her all the things that I was doing. And I asked her, well, what do you do? And she said, you know, I recruit college kids to come work for an amazing company called Bloomberg in New York City. And I said, well, that's cool. How do I do that? And within two weeks, I got on a bus, Greyhound bus. I was in New York City. I interviewed and that was the start of my HR career. Very lucky, happy accident. I love everything about that. I was thinking about, as you said that, I was thinking about, first of all, it's a gift. Like you never know who you're going to meet and the conversations you're going to have. But for someone to, first of all, say for you to ask, and then for her to say, hey, I'm recruiting. What like, what was, it's got to be something though about her that made you say, hey, I want, that may be something I want to be a part of. Did, did you remember that moment? Do you remember, did she have like energy? What was that? Oh, for sure. Her energy was definitely there, but everything she was saying, it kind of resonated with me. Mm -hmm. I love to meet people. I love to meet new people. Mm -hmm. I love to show people their career path. Mm -hmm. Hey, you can come work for us. She was talking about the company. Like uh, it was the hottest club you could go to in New York City. I wanted to be a part of it. And it just caught my interest. Nothing had caught my interest in the way she described working with people and at a company like Bloomberg which at that point I had very minimal knowledge of, you know, it wasn't like I was at home watching financial news, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, in my right. early twenties. Um, <laughs> so it was just that. Yeah. That's fantastic. And then, you know, as you, you know, here you are uh, years later and you're a vice president of HR. I always like to ask and ask this question, like, as you went through that journey, like, was there that moment when you like, you found your lane, you found your calling, like, this is what I love to do. Was there a moment or were there moments? Do you remember that? You no, know, it's it's moments along the way. I mm -hmm. loved what I was doing so much. And people would ask me, like, how did you figure that out? You know what? I don't I don't know that I figured anything out. It wasn't mm. something that I really sat down and focused on. I didn't major in HR. It wasn't a it wasn't a thing on my radar. I loved seeing people figure out what they wanted for themselves. Mm. That brought me great joy. And I know that now. Uh, later on in life. Hmm. At the time, I don't think I recognized in myself what was it that was filling my my cup. Um, hmm. But it was just that I helped people find other roles. Hmm. I helped them figure out how to have a hard conversation. I found that I had a gift to help people figure it out for themselves. And that to me is the piece of HR that I love so much. 
I love everything you're saying there. And I appreciate you sharing it because I think people, there's people listening right now. They're like, oh my goodness, that's me. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm trying to figure out how did Wendy figure it out? How do these high performers figure it out? And, and, and for you, you're like, hey, you know what? I just leaned into what I love. And I like to call that, you know, that that's purpose really at the end of the day, right? You just leaned into I don't know. I would say it's easier to like look back on your success than it is to look ahead to see what it's going to take to su get success, right? I often tell people take an inventory. Take an inventory mm. for yourself. What do you what brings you joy and what are uh I I work with a a guy called RJ Morris and he says your non-preferred activities. Take an inventory of both of those things and then when you can kind of take a look back and don't do it alone. I ask lots of people for advice on the regular. Hey, look at my list. Um, I'll ask people to do this, make your two lists, and then let's look at it together. Bring in other people to try to identify in you the things that you're struggling to identify yourself. You have to look at the strengths as much as you're looking at the, the things that you don't love. And together, they equal something. They mm. equal something. Mm, I love that. I was actually thinking about, I was uh, listening to uh, and, and this, I don't know why this, I just came into my mind when you said that, but I was listening to Nick Saban talk about, you know, what, how do the guys respond to coming off last year's loss in a championship? And he said, there's always lessons in the losses. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, even what you're talking about, you said two lists, your strengths and things maybe that aren't your strengths or that you don't love to do, but there's lessons there, right? Absolutely. I wish you could quote someone else besides Nick Saban. I will say I really did want to see them lose this weekend. However, I will give him that leadership advice. Yeah. That is good advice. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people in Texas that would agree with that. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Hey, let me, uh, let me ask you this. You know, you, you said that you talked to a lot of people and I, I love that you shared that because I always like to ask, were there some people or some, I always like to say mentors or sponsors on your journey that really helped you get to where you are today? I mean, I, I, I think the lady in the, in the stands is probably one of those, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, again, I feel very lucky that I've had so many people influence yeah. me over the years. I worked with this woman, uh, her name is Chris Catone. Uh, she's still working in human resources in New York today. I worked with her probably in my late 20s, early 30s in New York City at an advertising agency um, at a job that I didn't love so much. I was mm. working in HR, but I didn't love the job so much. Mm -hmm. um, she was honest about everything, even when it hurt. She told mm. me the truth. And she would always say, Wendy, I'm going to shoot you straight. And I knew it was coming. Um, but doing that for me, uh, it was the first time I understood that leaders, mentors, people in your life are going to say things that you might not like. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be hearing them. That was a big one for me. I also, I, I really grasp the concept of reverse mentorship. So mm. there's another woman uh, in my life. We actually worked here at McCarthy for a brief period of time when I first started. And at this point, that's 10 years ago. Her name is Caitlin Tucker. Um, I consider her one of the first reverse mentor relationships I was ever in, where she asked me to mentor her, but really, I give her a ton of credit about teaching me things that I just hadn't thought about, whether that's from a, a more junior person, or uh, she was in marketing. Um, she just taught me a lot about um, things from her perspective as someone starting out in the workplace. And it's a perspective I really needed to hear. Isn't it amazing how a lot of times we think that, you know, we're helping uh, or, 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 you know, we ask someone to help us 
in, in this particular case with, with Chris, uh, she asked you to mentor her, but yet you're learning more or just as much or more from her just being part of that, seeing things from a different perspective. I love that. And, that, and that's why I like to share that is because I, I want people listening to just really, I just want to encourage you to go out there and make sure that you're, you're, you're not, not just mentoring others, but you're asking people to help mentor you as well, right? That's right. She taught me about this concept about, uh, and I talk about it a lot in any panel I'm on. I talk about it internally here at McCarthy about this concept of your personal board of directors. Mm -hmm. And she asked me, I want you to be on my board of directors. And I said, I have no idea what that means. It <laughs> sounds fun. What, what, do, what do I need to do? And she said, you know, you're always looking for people in your life that are going to advise you. They come on and off your board, just like they would in any type of business. You want diverse perspectives. We say this all the time at McCarthy, diverse perspectives bring better outcomes. Mm. You want someone more junior than you. You want someone that no matter what, you know, they're going to disagree with you. You want the wise, older, experienced mentor. Uh, you want someone in a completely different industry. Um, and my sister is always on my board because she's always going to tell me I'm great. You need one of those too. So having those folks in your life that are kind of, you're always asking different perspectives is so important. And I learned that from her. I love that. So if you're listening right now, make sure you have your pen, your paper out, you're taking notes here. Diverse perspectives bring better outcomes. I love that. Hey, well, let's talk leadership here. I mean, here we are. We're in 2022. Uh, fourth quarter is when this is going to be played in, in, in October. And and I always like to start off when I talk about leadership. You know, leadership has so many different definitions. And I always like to ask, uh, if someone has said, hey, Wendy, what what is leadership to you? How, how would you respond to that? Um, you know, growing up, I played a lot of sports. Mm. I did all the things. I was in all the clubs and, you know, um, and I think earlier in my career, I thought leading was leading tasks, doing the things that put you out front. Mm. And I think now what I understand leadership to be is being curious, mm. asking questions, understanding more than it is giving other people your advice. Um, I'm about to head to Berkeley uh, this week to get an executive coaching certificate. And they have me reading uh, all kinds of books. And one of the greatest ones right now is um, Effective Modern Coaching. And what they're talking about is exactly this concept in the book. It's, it's earlier in your career, you do a lot of pushing. You're telling, you're advising, you're directing. Later on, it becomes more about helping others figure it out instead of putting your um, perspective or telling them exactly what they should be doing. And so it's less about your actual experience and more about how you can help them find their own self. Oh, I love that. Everything about that. So how long is this a, a certificate? You've been a part of a program for a while? No. Well, so uh, this is a six month program, but it okay. starts with 10 days in person on Berkeley's campus. And I'm super excited about it. And, um, you know, most people here at McCarthy would say that I, I, I coach a lot of people just by nature of the role that mm -hmm. I'm in, yeah. but learning specific methodologies and understanding from, uh, other folks, how they're doing it and how to get better at it is certainly a skill I'm excited to bring back here. I love that. I love that. And, you know, that's one thing, a uh, common thread I find with high performers is that they're continuous learners. They're always trying to figure out how can I keep learning so I can give this to someone else. Um, and, and that is definitely a common thread. 
And I, you know, I, and I want to talk about leadership development here in just a second. I, I want to ask you though, like, and this may be part of it, like out of all, like HR has so many different areas, mm -hmm. right? You have employee relations, you have recruiting, you have, I mean, there's so much. Is there a particular area that you are drawn to or that you like really have more passion than others? Any any thoughts around that? What area yeah, do you there's like a, most? There's, there's two things. And I know this about myself because I make my lists often. Um, the first piece I tell people, I dream about org charts, where the pieces and parts fit, uh, how teams form together, who's on that team, what's working, what's not, where are the pain points, and how can you change the org, org chart or the structure to get the best outcome. Mm. So that's one piece I, I dream about org charts. Um, and then the second piece is this coaching of other people, especially emerging leaders that haven't quite found their footing yet. But man, you know what's in there. You see it stirring. You see it mm. inside of them. You know they've got the potential. How do you clear out all the barriers in their way, even if it's themselves that are in their own way? Help them find the confidence help them find their voice. I love that. It makes me happy. Okay. I want to sign up for your, co for your coaching. <laughs> I want to be on your team. That is, that's energizing. And, and I think you're the first person on the show so far that said, I dream about org charts. I <laughs> yeah. love that. But you know, when I think about that, I think about real leadership there, because I mean, you think about, you know, sports, you played sports, I played sports and, and that's what coaches are doing. They're always trying to figure out who are the guys we need, like in football, right? Who are yeah. the guys we need on the line? Who are the receivers? Who are the guys on the bench? And they're always just trying to figure out where can we move everybody to give our team the best chance and to help them be the best they can be, right? That's right. It's about moving, removing barriers. Mm. And you never know where those are hiding, right? So it's just, it's all about talking through it. What feels hard? How do we make it feel less hard? Mm. And maybe that's a people move. Maybe that's a skill building possibility. I mean, it, the skies are the sky's a limit, but to me, it's getting all the right pieces. It's a little puzzle that I love to do. I love that. And I, I am just so energized with this conversation because this is all about people. You know, it's not you sitting behind the desk going, okay, where do we need our policy? Where do we, need? of course, all those things are important, but people is where it's at. You put something on your website. I want to, I want to just read this real quick. Uh, and that's one thing I really enjoy also about the podcast. It, it really makes me be purposeful and going out and doing some research, but you wrote on here, you had some other things, but the sentence I wrote down was uh, beyond my HR qualifications, I have an affinity for mentoring emerging leaders, social media and food, all the <laughs> foods. <laughs> I love that. Where does all that come from? You know, I, um, I, again, I think I just, I go back to before, like the, I've always loved to lead from behind. I'm mm -hmm. a, I'm a lead from behind leader, mm -hmm. uh, if you will. And so coaching others to be their best selves and to figure out who they are and what they want to do and what obstacles are in their way and just start helping them knock those out. To me, there's nothing more satisfying. Uh, let me ask you this in your company. Do you have like a, I don't know, I, I always like to say a growth day culture, but do you have like a leadership development uh, program in, in your organization? Oh yeah, we we have uh, we have a lot of that. So we we talk a lot about being developmentally minded here, not just as um, uh, an employee owner. Okay, so we're McCarthy's an employee owned company. We ask all of our employee owners to be developmentally minded, both for themselves and for others. Um, there's a, a, a great um, 
uh, leader that works here. His name is Bobby Campbell. He runs our Atlanta office and he always says, pour yourself into other people. Mm. How are you pouring yourself into other people? If you want to get promoted at McCarthy, you have to demonstrate a path behind you of who you've led to replace you. You have to demonstrate that if you want the next role, one of the requirements is to grow the people behind you. And I love that about McCarthy. I feel like we're invested in it. We, 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 we don't just say it, we mean it. And so that concept of pouring yourself, yourself into other people, you see all over McCarthy in every development program uh, we have, every training program we have, we talk about that quite a bit. We also talk about being smart and healthy. Um, mm. So Patrick Lencioni talks about this in his book, The Advantage, which I highly recommend if you've not read. It's really easy to read. It's a plain right. read, if you will. Okay. Um, he talks about being smart and healthy. Smart are the things like financially smart. Uh, you've got your accounting in order. You've got uh, your technology in order. But the difference maker is this healthy piece, trusting others around you, developing other people around you. These are behaviors that will make a difference for folks. And we talk about that all the time here at McCarthy in our training programs. Wow. When I think about smart and healthy, I think about, um, I almost think about developing influence in the workplace, right? Being healthy uh, and, and really being vulnerable, uh, building that trust, all of those things create create that. That is fantastic. I love that. I, I'm I'm curious though, for, you know, in some organizations, I think a lot of people, and, I, and I'm saying this, to, uh, asking this question for the listeners, if they're, or if they're saying, hey, you know what, I, you know, how do we go about to find out if people really want to want to grow? I mean, do you do you walk around slowly through the crowd and and learn who wants to grow? Do you put it out in an email? How do you how do you find that out? Yeah, that's a great question for us. It's 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 a part of when we talk about our core values at McCarthy, mm -hmm. when we talk about our strategic anchors, um, their operational excellence, client focus, and then top talent. It is a, a, a pillar of, the, of an expectation of who we are and what we do. And we hire accordingly. We let people know as early as the interview process, this is who we are. We are developmentally minded. We're about growth and we're about top talent. And so if you want to be a part of this, those are things that uh, are, are expected of you. And so it's just setting expectations right out of the gate that, that this is where you want to work. That's part of our culture. Man, I got to tell you, that gives me chills because I know, and, and I, I share this all the time, you know, someone's going to be a good leader when they come into organization and they set the expectations. They just do, right? And, and not just they set the expectations, what we want, but also what you can expect right from the leader as well and so here you are you're not just they're not just on the wall they're pillars i mean i heard like i felt that like they're pillars in our culture it's what we set you know we, we talk about from day one right that's right i mean look we're not perfect mm -hmm. um you know but we work hard at it every mm -hmm. day uh we talk a lot about setting expectations we talk about making sure we have alignment and expectations that we're providing feedback it's a whole system that we call uh, employee manager connection, making sure that people are having this relationship, a deep relationship, if you will, um, in order to meet those expectations and to be able to be aligned. You mentioned vulnerability mm -hmm. earlier. I mean, that is so much a, a part of who we are. We ask each other to be vulnerable so that you can get to that place of trust. Everything else gets a little bit easier after that. 
So one of the things I, I also wanted to ask you about, uh, you, you just now mentioned the employee manager uh, connection. I, I just like uh, immediately I thought about the employee experience. And so it seems like we've been talking about it for a long time, but for some reason, the last few years, the spotlight is on the employee experience, the attendee experience. It, it, and, and so I, I just want to ask you about that. Like, is that talked about in the boardroom, like the employee experience? And and what are some things, I mean, is this part of how you continue to drive that for your team members? That's a great, uh, that's a great question. And so the easy answer is yes, we're hiring. Um, people make choices. They have so many choices, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's what they're going to watch on TV, where they're going to work, what they're going to have for dinner. Um, so how do we make our company culture an experience that someone wants to be a part of? And so you better believe we talk about it absolutely everywhere. Um, it's part of how we, uh, interview. It's part of how we onboard. It's part of every uh, event that we have. We call them, this is an engagement opportunity. Whenever you're huddling together or gathering together with multiple people uh, at McCarthy, it's an engagement opportunity. And so making sure that those feel great and then also asking people, hey, was that great? Uh, did that go well for you? Would you like to see something different next time? What didn't we do that you'd like to see us do? I mean, you've got to just check in uh, because if you're if you're just kind of going through the motions and not asking for feedback along the way, you you could miss the mark. So I th I just think people have choices. There's a there's a billion other you know construction companies people can work at. How do we ensure that the experience here is something that people want? And what I love about that is uh, you you know you talk about it from the time you start the hiring process and the onboarding, like it's all through the entire life cycle of an employee. Uh, in, in the organization, but you 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 mentioned something that I do want to tap into, and that is check in. You said, "Hey, we got to check in. We got to ask those questions." How is the best way for you know again people that are listening, watching the show? How are the best way for people to check in? Is it is it is it through an email? Is it through a call? Is it walking slowly through the crowd? How do you yeah, check in? <laughs> those are great questions. I think you know everybody's got a different preference. There's not a one size fits all when it comes to, to checking in, you know, I know what I like. I like to have a conversation. I want someone to ask me. So I would say for me personally, I tend to just ask, Hey, how was that? Did you like that? Did that mm. go? Okay. Did mm. I say, you know, something that resonated with you? Mm. you know, of course there's the survey and people are surveyed to death at this point, but we, we certainly use it. Um, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the video message. You know, mm. we did so much of that during COVID our CEO would, um, record a video just to make sure that everyone was seeing him, hearing from him on the regular when we couldn't be together. That video message can be really powerful because people can watch it when the time makes sense for them. You know, if you're if you if you your email is going to happen during the day, your uh, if we have to go to a meeting, it's a very spe specific time. But that video message, people were able to listen when it made sense for them to listen to it, and I really liked. Uh, that concept. I'm glad you shared that. Our our CEO did the same thing. You know, of course, you know, I'm I'm in relocation and and we've got all of our van operators or our drivers out on the road and we're trying to figure how can they be connected, right? And so yeah. the CEO just started doing these video messaging and he continues it today. And like you said, it's almost like on demand. Yeah. You can watch it when when they can. And all of a sudden now they feel like they're really part of something bigger, right? Yeah, you bring in a really good point. I mean, not everybody is in the office. Yeah. Especially in our business, they're yeah. out on site 
building something every day. And so meeting them where it makes sense is really important. And we wouldn't know that unless we ask them that regularly. Does, yeah. this, does this work for you? No, that's fantastic. I, I love that. And, I, and I'm sure you also take the all of the things you're doing for the employee experience and you're also bringing your suppliers in and everyone in making sure they understand what's part of that. So when they're talking to the employees, they get it too, right? That's right. And we work with a lot of subcontractors, obviously, in the community. Safety is the most important mm. thing we do. I use that as a really good example of you know, any job site you go to at McCarthy, any subcontractor of ours that you ask, they understand what safety means to us. And we set the highest bar that there is. And you can't do that without constantly communicating, constantly reinforcing your message and ensuring that you're aligned, however and whenever that needs to happen. That's fantastic. Oh, this has been so good. Hey, I want, I want to just ask you as I'm just talking to you here, you're just you're very driven. And I, I was just wondering what, like what drives you every day? Yeah. Um, I, it's a feeling I, there's, um, you know, I've always said it's, it's not a title for me. It's not, um, it's not money. Although that's really nice. I, that I always said, I'm not saying I don't like money. Um, but to me, it's the feeling that I get, whether it's helping my kids be better little human beings, uh, <laughs> helping my husband with something at work, helping people around me. To me, it's the feeling that I get knowing that I made a difference somewhere in the community, uh, at my work, wherever that might be, that, that motivates me. That is so good. I love that. I love everything about that because I, as I, two things I, I I'm thinking about as you're talking here, number one, I'm like, she has incredible conviction. Like she believes this and that great leaders, they believe in themselves. They believe in what they're doing. They believe in their people. They just believe. Right. Um, and then number two, um, the, the other word I uh, think of when I'm just, you just have joy, like you have joy doing this and helping people. And and I think that's, uh, we all need, we all need that in leaders. And the more you give that out, then all of a sudden now someone can come up behind you and, and, and give that too. It's so important, right? Listen, the minute I'm not having fun anymore, I'm going to find something else to do because it's, 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 uh, you know, life's too short. Um, I want to be happy. I want to love what I'm doing. And through my career, I think I've made some different choices, mostly within the HR space. But if you don't love it, it's time to make a change. And right now I'm really loving this. Well, you have given some great, uh, great tips today. I, I appreciate that. I, I got a couple of questions before I, I pivot here. Uh, the first question is for those that are listening and maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they're at your level, maybe they're at a manager level and they're director and they want to just continue moving up. They're like, you know what? I want to do what Wendy's doing. Any uh, any tips that you would share that's helped you get to where you are today? There are two things that I I do, and again, I think you're you're right. It's easier to look back hmm. and remember. Yeah. Um, but I said yes. I said yes a lot, even when I was scared, hmm. even when I didn't know what I was totally saying yes to. I said yes, and I think that that takes you places. And also, be curious. You know, I I think asking people questions. That's how I got my first job. If we're, we're thinking back to that Penn State football game, ask questions. Listen, just just be curious about people. Be curious about their experiences. And man, that'll get you. That'll get you a lot further than you would think. That is great advice. Um, I love that. What I love about that is not just you said be uh, say yes, but even when you're scared, just go for it. That's so good because you know I will tell you I have a I have a love hate relationship with failure. 
right? So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness, I don't know if I should do this because I don't know if I can do this. But yet, every time I've said yes, I, I've, even if I failed, I learned something and, and got better from it. What do you have to say That's, about, what do you have to yeah, say there's, about failure? Um, this, well, listen, I didn't know, I don't know many people that like failure. Um, I, I'm certainly not a perfectionist, but I definitely like to win. Mm. Um, I had a, a, a great a person in my life and she, she would say to me, uh, what's possible. Is it possible that you could fail? Yes. Is it probable? And then she would have me think through what are all the reasons that you could fit? What's the worst thing that could happen? And once you've identified the worst thing, it's actually not that bad. <laughs> that is great advice. I love that. This has been so much fun. I, listen, I could talk to you for hours on this, Wendy. I love that. Hey, I want to shift over to it's time to accelerate. I want to ask a few fun questions as we kind of wind down the show. Uh, and the first question I always like to ask is, uh, are you a book reader or do you listen to a podcast or, or maybe Audible? Uh, I'm a book person. It, it might take me a little bit longer, uh, but I like to, I read with a highlighter. I read with a highlighter. I'm a book person. I love that. Any great books that you would recommend? I, I, you actually recommended one earlier, the Lencioni book. What was that? Advantage? The Advantage. Yeah. Any of Patrick Lencioni's books are really yeah. great. Death by Meetings is a good one. Yeah. Uh, there's so many good ones, but the uh, Patrick Lencioni books are great. And the, this book I'm reading now, The uh, Effective Modern Coaching, it Ooh. sounds super boring, but it's not. It's great. Very practical. Uh, just teaching about curiosity, asking more questions. I love that. I love that so much. I uh, I read the the coaching habit by oh, Michael Bugge Stanger. Oh my! Goodness. I've got one of those, and it's got the little tabs. I leave it on my table in my <laughs> office. Get that out sometimes. Flip through the right page. I mean, I love that coaching habit is great. Since we're down going, uh, in, you know, here we are in the fourth quarter playing the show. I always like we're coming upon Thanksgiving, the holiday season. I always like to ask, you know, uh, what are you grateful for, Wendy? I'm so grateful for my family. I have, uh, and I include in my family, my, my work family, my mom group family. Um, I would not be able to do it without, I have a great group of working mom friends that uh, I talk to on the regular, uh, part of my uh, board of directors, if you will. Um, but I'm grateful for my family uh, in all forms. That's fantastic. I love that. So uh, outside of, outside of work, cause I know you work a lot outside of work. What really energizes Wendy? Uh, you know, I'm a, I, I, you read it on my LinkedIn. I love food. I like to go out to eat. If there is a new restaurant in town, I consider myself the concierge sometimes of this office. If people are looking, Hey, Wendy, where do we go for date night? Where do we go to celebrate a birthday? I will give you a restaurant recommendation for any occasion. I now will be emailing you asking you what that recommendation is. I love that. That's fantastic. And there are some great places in the great city of Dallas. I mean, oh, absolutely. So many, right? We've got some great chefs here. Right now, a place that I'm super high on is called Cry Wolf. Ross Demers is the chef. It's in East Dallas. You you might miss it if you blink because it's in a little in the middle of nowhere shopping center in East Dallas, but man, that place is hot right now. It's, it's delicious. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. I will put that in the show notes so people can check that out. That's fantastic. Hey, and so I always uh, like to end the show with the final question. One of my favorite questions. And uh, my question is Wendy 10 years older is around the corner and she's knocking at your door and you're going to go answer that door. What's she going to say to you? Yeah. So there's, there's, there's one thing I would say, first of all, you might've heard me say this before that eyebrows are sisters, not twins. And it will save a woman a, a lot of time in their life. If they remember that piece of advice. Um, 
you know, I'd like, I'd hope to think that I'd say, you're going to be real proud of yourself. You're going to do things that make you happy. You're going to spend your time wisely. You're going to change and help other people. Um, that's what I'd say. I love that. That's a 10 year older, wiser, Wendy Hatchell. I love that. I appreciate you coming on the show today and just sharing your wisdom and your perspective. Hey, if somebody heard something on the show today and they wanted to connect with you, it, what would be the best way to connect and, and maybe follow you or, or follow up with you? Yeah, thanks. I'm a, I'm a heavy LinkedIn user. So find <laughs> me on LinkedIn. I love connecting with others. I message on there regularly. I get a lot of my information there. I check in every morning on LinkedIn just to see what people are saying what they're talking about, but um, also we're hiring. So uh, McCarthy.com slash careers. I love that. I will put that in the show notes. Hey, I do want to ask you about this just real quick, LinkedIn. uh, And by the way, if you're going to connect with Wendy, be sure and let her know you heard her on Life and Leadership Lane podcast. I mean, that makes that connection so much easier uh, to get started. I do want to ask you though, you you regularly use uh, social media uh, how important is that? And for the listeners, how important that is it for you to be engaged in social media, uh, not just as an HR professional, just as a business professional? Yeah, for me, it just it keeps uh, my uh, ear uh, up for what's happening. I, I think mm-hmm. it, it helps with conversations. You never know who you're going to meet and where mm-hmm. it's going to lead to, what kind of advice you read about, uh, seeing what someone else is up to that you worked with in your past. Um, you never know what those things lead to. And so I think staying connected for all of those reasons, even if it's just informational. I mean, I get words of wisdom, advice. I've found books. I've found people. I've found leaders. I've found jobs all through LinkedIn. So to me, social media is really, really important. Used wisely. Um, You can get down the rabbit hole. I've been down the rabbit hole on Instagram (laughs) a few times, but uh, definitely worth the time. Well, you're definitely driving in the leadership lane. I'm so grateful that you came on to the show today. And you like, I have like, you can say I have like a full page <laughs> of notes here. Um, I cannot wait to share this show with others and, and continue to to follow you and everything, the incredible things you're doing uh, with your organization and helping so many people. And so for that, I say thank you and so much for your friendship. I appreciate you, Wendy. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Can't wait to share. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>